This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. How's the real estate market holding up in the Lower Mainland? I'm Martin Strong, and in a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. We'll get his take on things. That's coming up, but first... Some of the consumer news from the past week. Well, Halloween is just over two weeks away, and it looks like the scariest thing about this year's Halloween will be the price of candy. Inflation has hit the price of Halloween treats really hard. There are tons of videos now floating around social media with people documenting the sticker shock in the stores. One TikTok video that's getting a lot of views is by somebody named Canadian Kia, who was in a shopper's drug mart, which was selling a 100-piece Nestle's pack of assorted Kit Kats, Coffee Crisps, and Smarties for $25.99. That's just over a quarter for every single piece you hand out. And in the meantime, grocery store giants Loblaw, Empire, and Costco have apparently presented a plan to the federal government on how they will try to keep food prices down, but they haven't confirmed whether or not they'll actually follow through on those ideas. The feds, the federal government, actually forced these big stores to come up with a plan before the Thanksgiving weekend last weekend, saying if they didn't, they could face some extra taxes. The ideas being floated were things like discounts, price freezes, and price-matching campaigns. But now the stores are being kind of cagey about what they included in their plans. Canadian press reached out to those major chains to confirm what exactly each of them has promised to do. Loblaw, Empire, and Costco did not respond. Metro declined to comment, while Walmart Canada would only say it shared plans to continue offering, quote, everyday low prices. One consumer product that isn't being affected by inflation is cannabis, the wholesale price of a gram of dried flour has sunk from 11 bucks all the way down to 350 and those prices have become a harsh reality for the legit cannabis industry since Canada legalized recreational use of weed 5 years ago one expert says a lot of people are trying to sell their pot producing businesses but they can't find a buyer and recent studies show a lot of people are still buying their cannabis on the gray market from unlicensed sellers. The legit pot producers want the government to loosen up some of its regulations or else Canada will see a lot more companies go bankrupt. Flu shots and COVID-19 vaccinations arrived in pharmacies across BC this week. Provincial Health Officer Bonnie Henry announced the immunization plan late last month as respiratory illnesses were trending higher. The BC Centre for Disease Control says in the last two weeks of September, the number of people having to go to the hospital because of COVID was up 58%. 24 people died in the final week of September alone. The Canucks opened their season on Wednesday with a huge 8-1 win over the Oilers. Brock Besser got four goals, but if he had just got one more, someone would have been a million bucks richer. According to the rules of the score and win promotion sponsored by Save on Foods, if a player gets five goals, one lucky winner gets a million bucks or more specifically 50 grand a year 
for the next 20 years. No Canuck has ever done it, but it has happened. And it happened on a nationally televised hockey night in Canada game when Patrick Lane scored five goals in a game for the Winnipeg Jets against the St. Louis Blues. The lucky million-dollar winner, whose name was drawn for that, was a pastor from Winnipeg. Though with his four-goal game, Besser did earn someone a $100,000 prize through the promotion. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to get we're going to talk real estate. What we are seeing so far this fall. Uh, and as the reality of higher interest rates sets in, we'll hear from John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong and the BC Real Estate Association says higher interest and mortgage rates are keeping home sales well below average levels across the province. But the association's September report also offers a little bit of hope. It says active listings in B.C. were up slightly month over month, but have climbed 8% when compared with September of last year. So active listings, what does that mean? It simply means there's more stuff out there to buy. And it's the lack of properties for sale that have played a big role in the crazy prices we've been seeing over the past few years. And the association says the average price of a home in the province was about $972,000 in September. That's down nearly 4% in 12 months, while areas like Okanagan, which recorded a nearly 20% boost in active listings, more stuff for sale, they saw house prices tumble nearly 11% year over year. So what does that mean for you? If you're in the market, maybe buying or selling or both, maybe you're upsizing, downsizing. Uh, maybe you're trying to buy your own first home. Uh, maybe it, it, it's a good time to get in the market now. Are you getting in ahead of the trend? With us to help with all those questions is our man on the ground in the trenches of the Vancouver real estate market in all the different areas of the lower mainland. Our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. John Carlson is with us. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Martin. I'm great. Always wonderful to be here with you. Thanks so much. And I'm really enjoying this fall weather. I mean, it's a little, you know, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's really just beautiful and sunny. Uh, But it must be a nice time to be out and about and meeting people and, you know, showing homes and stuff. But how, how has your fall been going so far? you know, fall has been, you know, has been fine for me personally. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the same statistics you are and operating in the market every day. Um, and, and, you know, I, I tend to stay pretty busy and I'm fortunate that way. Although I will say that it feels a bit like the panic, you know, has come off a little bit. And, and by that, I mean, um, you know, buyers seem to have a little bit of time to make decisions. So, uh, you know, when I work with, with, people looking to buy homes it's it's still a process of course um in terms of finding the right property and doing the research and negotiating the right terms and that sort of thing but the the whole pressure game seems to have loosened up a fair bit given that there are more listings uh, on the market in certain segments as you mentioned and then from you know i do a lot of listing sales of course martin i I represent sellers 
in fact, most, if not all of the buyers I work with tend to be people whose homes I've sold. So uh, on the on the selling front, you know, you have to work for it a little bit more. You have to look at your segment very carefully because some segments are, are, are much heavier supplied with lower demand, whereas other segments tend to still be fairly high demand, generally more affordable segments. Um, so, you know, the, the market, of course, is always a, a changing, growing, living, breathing organism, and you have to, to read it and understand where in that system you, you are and, and how to operate that way. But, you know, for me, when I think about, you know, I've had a very, you know, blessed, fortunate couple of weeks here since the last time I was on the program. I, maybe, maybe I can um, just reach out to some, some listeners who are also clients of mine and, and, and congratulate a few people. Yeah. I don't know if we have time for that, but well, you know, and and, you know, it's good because this is, this is kind of gets into the stories of, of real estate and what's happening uh, right now. But I think the first person I want to really congratulate it and it's a family, but uh, Alma, I think you're listening. I want to say congratulations on the sale of your home on 107 Avenue in Surrey in the Guildford area. This is uh, uh, the last two programs I've been on. We've talked about this listing. So I think that the sale took about three weeks or, or maybe a little more, but I want to congratulate Alma because you know, this was a very big deal for me because I get personally involved with my clients and these are these are big decisions and family moments. And And I, I met Alma because her son, Derek, and his wife, Lindsay, worked with me when they sold their house years ago and they, a couple of years ago, and they moved out to Alberta. And when it came time for mom to, you know, to be looked after, Derek called and said, hey, do you have time? Can you, can you really, you know, pay close attention and, and, and give your full, you know, uh, interest to to my mother here because dad's in a home being looked after and it's time to downsize and that's a trend i'm seeing a lot right now martin is whether it's just personal timing age retirement or sometimes it's a financial decision to financially downsize i I think that's one of the big trends in the market right now people are letting go of their bigger homes and looking for smaller places so in this case we had our work cut out for us a little bit and i just want to say working with alma and the family they work together so well uh, you know, it was a big, it was a group effort. We're on Zoom calls together because Derek's in Alberta. When he's out with his wife, we're looking at properties now. But I want to congratulate uh, again, Alma. Thank you uh, for working with me. And, and that was very, very satisfying. Now, now we're looking for her next place. And we've arranged, um, you know, a sale with a rent back that gives her time and comfort to take her time to, you know, to, to find a place without being rushed. And that's important for, for anybody, really. So, uh, that was a right. wonderful sale. If you've heard me talk about that one, I want to congratulate them. A rent back. Basically, she's able to rent the house that she's moving out of for a, a prolonged period of time so she can find a new one. Yeah. And, you know, there are lots of lots of little tools, you know, that, that, that you have at your disposal sometimes as a seller. In this particular case, her house was either going to be a, maybe a brand new house in the near future or a significant renovation. And, you know, the, the people offering, the, the potential buyers were people who are ready to do a bit of work to the house. Great area. She'd been in the house 46 years. Um, and there's a lot of brand new houses like next door across the street. And so it's, it's one of those situations where we knew we had a potential of a buyer coming in and saying, hey, you know, we'll give you some time. And, 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 and that's kind of important right now when people don't know where they're going to go. Um, it's what, middle of October already. So that means we got about two, two months of market before Christmas kicks in. And so in this particular case, we have, uh, you know, we, this is one of the tools that, that, a, that a seller may want to employ. Once you sell your home, maybe it's all cash. In this particular case, we're talking in the $1.3 million range. You complete on the purchase, complete on the sale. The money's in your bank account. You're drawing interest on it. And you use some of that interest money to basically rent back your own home. Uh, and so we, we designed a, um, a rent back clause. We set up a, a residential, uh, uh, 
tenancy agreement that gave you know my client the right to give notice for 30 days to to move out whenever she finds something uh, good and in the meanwhile she can take her time and and have some comfort knowing that she's not going to be uprooted she's not going to be sleeping under a bridge or something like that and and again working with the family Derek and Lindsay um, and Delaine um, and Alma of course uh, it was wonderful. These are the kind of conversations that we have when an offer comes in, Martin. You know, of course, you look at the price, you look at the deposit and dates, but what do they say? The devil's in the details, so to speak. So you want to make sure you have all your bases covered uh, in a scenario where uh, a homeowner who's been there a long time and doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, time and effort and energy to, to to pack up and move and store their things. They want to have a smooth process. So that's one of the tools sometimes, Martin, that you can use on certain properties where a buyer doesn't need to necessarily take possession right away. They're more in it to uh, plan a renovation or maybe even build a new house. So that was right. one of the tools we used, you know, with Alma. And it was, uh, it worked out great. And now we're out there, of course, on the buyer's side, uh, you know, looking for the right type of property that doesn't have too many stairs, but still gives her all the things that she's, you know, used to room sizes and space and all that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a wonderful process when you're involved with people that, you know, that, that you really like and care for. And this was just a wonderful relationship all the way around. I was very lucky to be involved and, and now it continues. Right. We're talking to John Carlson, uh, Johnny Smart Point. Uh, you can find him online, J-O-H-N-N-Y smartpoint.com johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also send him an email. John at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. 604-612-0080. And uh, a really good example there, uh, the rent back of why you need a realtor who who knows what they, they're doing. They've been doing this a long time and they've seen all sorts of different deals and different sales. And I think I cut you off. You were going to talk about um, uh, another person you wanted to congratulate. Well, there's a couple actually. You asked me how my week has been, so it occurred to me that I've got three clients to to congratulate. Uh, maybe we'll hear from uh, one of them on the next program. But uh, I want to also say thank you and congratulations to Pat and Wendy. We've uh, Martin, you and I, in the last two programs we've been on, we've discussed the um, the, the the Gothic Arch A frame house I have on three acres in in uh, Maple Ridge, out yeah. on Ferguson, and that one firmed up. And you know that listing. Uh, Pat and Wendy, again, they're wonderful people to work with. Uh, you know, I meet people out of the blue. I get invited into their homes and Wendy even served me some cookies and tea. And we talked every time we came over, it was wonderful. And the setting of that property is so beautiful. I always loved, you know, visiting with them. And, you know, on that one, if you looked at the photos on the website and the pictures, I mean, it just shows amazing. And I'll, I'll brag a little bit. My marketing team um, does a great job with photos and touching them up and doing the tours. And, and we had an incredible response on this property. Uh, more showings than I thought were going to happen because the appeal level was extremely high. Now, when people came out, they did realize that it was a very small house uh, and it didn't work for some people. And Others decided to see, could we add on? Could they build another house? And because it's septic and well, and those things were a little more complicated. But uh, in the end, um, here's another little theme, Martin, a subject to sale offer came along. People looked at it and they said, hey, we love it. And uh, the agent said to me, John, we're prepared to price our place in Surrey, uh, you know, so that so that it will sell within, you know, two or three weeks. So we're very serious here. And they were serious in the fact that they did their pre-inspections and they removed all the conditions regarding financing and title searches and things like that. And that's my job as a listing agent to help grease that slide, if you will, Martin, in, in terms of making sure that deal goes smoothly and, and, and you know, to a successful outcome. So part of my job is to pull up title notations and I belong to a service with the lawyer's office where I get 
uh, not only the notations and covenants, easements, all these sorts of things, uh, rights of way, but also like a layman's explanation, a little cover letter for each one that makes it easy for people to understand. So in this particular case with acreage, there's some of that involved, but um, the buyers were very serious. They had a subject to sale and sure enough, they did their job on their side and they had a firm sale and we removed conditions on that last night. So there's another little tidbit in terms of what the market's doing. You do have time as a buyer to write an offer subject to the sale of your property, if that's something you want to do. And these are the kind of discussions, again, that I have when I sit down with people when they, when they say to me, hey, John, you know, we've we've got a house or we've got a condo or a townhouse, whatever it might be. And it's time for whatever reason it might be for us to make a move. But we don't really know how to get from A to B to C, you know, to the eventual you know, moving into the next place. And and so planning out a scenario or a couple of different scenarios in terms of, hey, what do we expect? How do we expect the market to react to your listing? What's our price range doing? You know, what's this type of property doing? Are we prepared to hit the market? And if not, what do we need to do to get prepared to make sure that when we hit that market, we're ready? Because again, there's a couple months left before the Christmas uh, season comes in. So with this, with this one, the subject to sale offer came along again. It was a it was an option that that we had and uh, it worked out well and and working with pat and wendy um i just want to say thank you very much i know they're listening um I, it was fantastic just working with you so there's another sale and at, while i'm on the topic martin i'm just going to finish this off margaret she knows i love her fantastic client of mine in fact she's been on this program before when she sold her townhome she very wisely sold at the peak of the market and rented and <clears throat> eventually now she has purchased another home that is bigger, better than her old place and and bank some money in the process. And I think that, you know, working with her this last year, looking around has been a, a very rewarding, you know, process. And I love spending time with Margaret and seeing homes. And I want to congratulate you, Margaret, if you're listening on the purchase of your new townhome. All right. Some more happy customers of John Carlson, uh, Johnny Smartpoint. And uh, as I say, you can find John at johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also give him a call, 604-612-0080, and send him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And there's an H in the John, uh, just just for your information. Uh, and when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, we're going to get John's opinion about the market in general. What are the hot sectors of this market? Um, are more people downsizing? What What is happening in this market? We'll find out when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It is Vancouver Consumer, and our guest is our old friend John Carlson. Uh, you know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. And the number is 604-612-0080, johnnysmartpoint.com, the website. And john at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address if you want to get a hold of John. And uh, it's an interesting time in the market. Uh, We just uh, heard from some uh, satisfied customers like uh, Alma and Margaret, um, uh, among others. And uh, John, you talked a little bit about uh, trends in this market. And uh, a lot of people are downsizing and buying smaller properties. Is there, is that something you see in all the years you've been doing this, that there are are certain times when more people are downsizing or suddenly uh, the big luxury homes are very hot. Everybody wants them. What are you seeing now in terms of trends 
Well, it's a it's a big business and it's a, a big basket, so to speak, of of different people doing different things. So there's no 100% truths in any of this, but I, I definitely have noticed some trends in the market. Uh, like for instance, the last year or so, I have not had anywhere near this number of clients sell their homes and move out of province. You know, and a lot of these people, um, you know, when I think back to some of these clients recently, um, the move to Alberta, for instance, where home prices are much cheaper than here in British Columbia. And sometimes it's it's someone saying it's a family uh, in one case saying, hey, John, you know, where our uh, variable rate interest, variable interest rate mortgage payment has now doubled and we don't think we're really into that anymore. So we want to make a move. Other times it's established, you know, people have already paid for their homes and their retirement age. But they say, you know what, our, our, our kids and the grandkids, they, they want to get a start and they don't feel they've got a, a good foot in this market. So, you know, there's jobs in Alberta. We're going to move out there. So I've had. Uh, clients moved to Prince Edward Island. I've had clients move to Alberta throughout Canada. And I, I've never seen in the past in, in a year's time so many people who have kind of cashed out and moved. So that's that's one of the trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then again, I think the other trend right now that's just developing, and this this takes time, Martin. It doesn't just happen overnight. But the trend of I'm gonna call them uh Mortgage payment exiles, I think, is 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 upon <laughs> us. I talk to people all the time, and 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 people are saying, "Hey, John, you know, I've got another, you know, twelve months on my mortgage, but boy, once that comes due, if I have to renew it today's rates, I'm going to be on the market so fast it'll make your head spin." Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of us out here who have um, mortgages on our homes that are at fairly low rates, very low historical rates, and there's still time on those. But this is kind of the the, the developing situation as some of these two, three, and five-year terms start to come due and there's a new renewal process, this is something that may create some more sales in terms of people downsizing. Or again, as I mentioned, the variable rates that have, have almost doubled in the last you know year, year and a half, these are things that that seem to be trends. So when you when you look at that, understanding what does that mean, you know, flipping it kind of backwards and looking at it from the other side, you can help your clients when it comes time to sell because here's another trend I'm seeing. If you if you look at the um, the most recent statistics for the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, they're about the same. You'll see that inventory's up a little bit. In other words, people are listing their homes and the sales are slowing down a little bit, which gives a little breathing room and balances out the market. But if you look at, say, again, the average sale price versus the benchmark, the benchmark sale price is basically like an aggregate and it, you know, like a like the TSX or something, a bag of groceries. What does it cost today versus tomorrow? Uh, and that, it's down a little bit. But when you look at the average sale prices of, say, any segment, let's call it detached homes right now, you'll find that the sales are down a little bit in terms of numbers, but the averages are down more like 8%. And, and that's because averages will take all of the sales uh, you know, and, and sort of sale prices and divide by the number of sales to give you a number. And and what that indicates to me is that the more affordable properties are selling in greater numbers now than the higher price properties. And, and that makes a lot of sense if you think about the cost of financing. So one of the other trends I see is that people are downsizing, maybe selling their $1.6, $1.8 million homes in Langley, Coquitlam, Burnaby, wherever it might be, and looking for something in that 1.2 or 1.3 range. But the thing is, you know, at, at the 1.2 and 3 range, especially if you can, you know, have a house with a with a rental income, like a legal or even an unauthorized suite, those properties are more in demand, they're more affordable, and they're more available to a wider number of potential buyers. So those ones tend to be still fairly hot compared to the higher price thing. So the trend right now is towards 
uh, well, when it comes to detached homes, affordability, rental suites uh, for two reasons. One, to help a, a single family qualify for a mortgage. Another might be because they're teaming up with other family members, sometimes moms and dads and kids and grandkids and that sort of thing, in the same house with suites. And as we know, the provincial government's opening up the potential to have multiple suites on single family lots now. So that is another trend. Houses with uh, either affordable price tags uh, for those wide number of buyers looking that can afford that. And also for, you know, people looking to get that income to or, or secondary accommodation for families to, to team up. And again, Martin, it all comes from, you know, looking to remain affordable in light of higher interest payments. Mm-hmm. And, and as we see kind of the, the higher interest rates sort of filter through the system, it, it seems like it, it, it doesn't happen overnight, like you say, like some people, it takes three months before their their next thing kicks in and and we're seeing more and more how it's affecting prices. Do you feel like maybe now would be a good time for somebody who's has been considering downsizing? Maybe, you know, like somebody like Alma, who's been in that house, I think you said 46 years. Um, yes. That I know you're you're not in the in in the business of predicting the market, but for somebody who who is thinking of cashing out. They've been in a house a long time. Do you think it might be a, a good time like now as opposed to later to, to kind of put your toe into the market? Yeah, that's a tough one. And, and in fact, Martin, you're always right on the button because these are the exact conversations I'm having right now with people. The, the, the people I've met most recently are, are saying just that. Hey, John, you know, now we're into October. Uh, how long does it take to sell a house? What's the average time on the market? Okay, so if we sold in a month and a half, boy, that puts us in end of November. Is there going to be anything for us to buy right now? Are we better off waiting until the spring? And, uh, you know, you put it to me, is it better? And, and my, com- my comment might be, you know, compared to what? Compared to a year and a half ago? No, a year and a half ago, the market was better. Compared to what's coming, it might be. We don't really know. Um, again, there have been a lot of, uh, you know, predictions going, again, I always go back to the beginning of COVID when CMHC predicted the market might drop almost 20%. It went the opposite way. So I, I take predictions with a grain of salt. But what I am seeing, on a day-to-day basis is there are, uh, you know, a whole lot of people who are giving some thought right now to saying, hey, you know, I think my time to sell is going to come up soon. Either I'm downsizing or for whatever reason, time to, you know, to sell the home and maybe get another one. Is it right now or will it be better in the spring? And that's a question I, I can't really answer other than generally speaking. Generally speaking, the market picks up in the spring, March, April, May, June, pretty big months in terms of listing and sales. But also, there's the bigger picture of the higher interest rates and the fact that we've burned a lot of the fuel, if you will, in the market with in the hot times of people selling and buying. And so that's why the numbers are a little bit lower now. So I would say if somebody has a uh, a fairly good reason to sell, maybe they found a property they love or there's another situation that says to them it's better to sell soon. I would say now's a great time. We've still got two, two and a half months before Christmas. Take advantage of it. If someone's not really sure and they're kind of on the fence, I would say, you know, I wouldn't necessarily rush because who knows what the spring might bring. We may have more selection when it comes time to picking your new home. So uh, my job, Martin, is, you know, I try to give good answers. I try to give good information, but sometimes I just have to simply say, I don't know. Here's how I see the situation. Here's the pros and cons of today versus tomorrow. What do you think? And then once I've done that, my job is to sit back and let them dictate what happens from there. So with my clients, I'm always available. And I do have people, you know, calling me who I talked to six months ago saying, Hey, what do you think now or the spring? And 
that's a that's a conversation that has to happen, I think, between individual clients and myself, and then their personal needs will come forward and, and you know, I can make recommendations. But again, it comes down to what makes sense to people. One thing I'll tell you for sure is I'll never pressure anybody and try to get a sign on the yard and get them to sign a listing agreement before they're ready. Right. And we hear that a lot from uh, a lot of your clients who have been on this show and they talk about it and they always say they don't feel like they were rushed. And if people go to johnnysmartpoint.com and get a hold of you, maybe send you an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com, it's probably good just to get the conversation rolling. And it doesn't, you know, I mean, things like, I mean, I remember one example was uh, somebody, they had a swimming pool and they didn't want to sell right away, but you were able to take photos in the summer. And then when they went, when the house went on sale in the winter, you had the photos from the summer. So it's, it's always good to be prepared, right? It is good. And that's just a small thing that we can do because we've, we've got our own team, but, um, you know, what I would say, you know, people ask me, what is the smart point? And, um, you know, I think that one of the things I can do for people right now, given the fact that the market is changing and financial markets are changing and there's all kinds of, you know, just look at the news, uh, things going on out there. You know, if, if you don't mind me saying in the past decade or more, I've been one of the top selling agents in all the greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley and over a thousand sales under my belt. I can bring that experience to people. And I, without, you know, without the, uh, the downside of having a hungry salesman knocking on your door every three days, you know, asking you to put your house on the market, I definitely will not do that, but I can, you know, avail myself to people and give, I'm an open book and give my best impressions of what the market might be doing and give some thoughts that maybe they hadn't thought about in the process. And I find that working that way is wonderful because those people who are ready, they're ready to go. And then we work for them like, like Pat and Wendy and Alma and, and the other clients I mentioned. Um, but people who are maybe not yet ready, at least we have that that contact between the two of us and they can reach out to me by phone or email and say, hey, what about this? I've got another question. And so a lot of times it's it's a process that can take six months or a year before anything actually happens in terms of seeing a sign on the yard or a listing. But again, that's, I think, one of the best things an agent can do right now is provide experience and provide, you know, a level-headed, clear, thought-out advice uh, on, you know, on their their goals. And, and again, that's what I offer to the listeners. And with the big question being what's out there to buy, because most people, they sell something, they need to buy something. Uh, it, it might be a good time to get out there and test the waters because, because uh, like you say, some of that panic is gone. Uh, there is stuff out there to buy now. So, so if you sell something, you don't have to worry about, you know, living under a bridge, as you put it. It's a fairly balanced market. Yeah. And that's, it's nice to operate in that compared to some things we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, John, uh, uh, I know you're very, very busy, so I'll uh, let you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, if you would like to get a hold of John Carlson, uh, he's easy to get a hold of. Uh, Johnny SmartPoint is the website, J-O-H-N-N-Y, smartpoint.com. Go to his website. You can see uh, all the listings and you can uh, see that really cool house on on Ferguson Avenue in Maple Ridge that was just sold. Uh, really really cool property. And you can also get a sense of, of how these properties are displayed on his website. It's uh, totally professional and uh, looks really, really good. Uh, you can also give John a call at 604-612-0080. And uh, as I say, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. So John, uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Looking forward to that, Martin. Right on. This is John, this is a Vancouver consumer. That was John Carlson. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, a bizarre story 
about one of the biggest movie stars in the world who died right here in Vancouver. And it happened on this day. And it was a crazy story. This movie star, big, big movie star, almost left a piece of his genitalia here as a souvenir. And I'll explain all that when we continue, when Vancouver Consumer uh, continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Today was a very weird day in Vancouver history. It was on this day, October 14th, 1959. And it all starts with Errol Flynn. Now, if you're too young to know who Errol Flynn was, he was a big Hollywood movie star in the 40s and 50s. Think Harrison Ford big. He was known for playing heroes and swashbucklers. He played Robin Hood way before Kevin Costner did. You may have even heard the phrase, in like Flynn. Some people now say in like Flint, but the correct term is in like Flynn. And it's a direct reference to Errol Flynn, mainly because he had such a reputation as a ladies' man and a bon vivant. So, for example, if you were trying to impress somebody that you'd really like to go out with and it was all going really well, people might say, hey, you're in like Flynn. But it could be other things, too. If you're a shoe in for a promotion at work, people would say, you're in like Flynn. So anyway, Errol Flynn was a big star. He was also a big partier, a big womanizer, and he loved Vancouver. He would often visit here from Hollywood. And on this day in 1959, he was getting ready to go to the airport after spending a week in Vancouver in an apartment in the West End when he suddenly collapsed. Friends brought him to the nearby apartment of a doctor, but it was a lost cause. He was dead within two hours. Flynn's hard living ways had caught up to him. He was only 50 years old when he died. So when he showed up at the morgue, it was a big deal. This was no ordinary dead body for the Vancouver coroner at the time, Glenn McDonald. It would be the most famous cadaver of his career, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. But this is where the story takes a very strange turn. And I warn you, it's a little gross, but it is science. Uh, after a very thorough autopsy and examination of Errol Flynn's body, McDonald and Vancouver's chief pathologist, Tom Harmon, made an interesting discovery. They noticed a number of very sizable venereal warts on Flynn's manhood, on his penis. As the story goes, the pathologist, Tom Harmon, was about to do a lecture, and he thought that those warts would be great as a visual aid for the lecture if they were removed and put in a jar of formaldehyde. I mean, you don't see venereal warts like that every day. And it could help his students become better doctors. The coroner, McDonald, said, absolutely not. This was one of the most famous people in the world. You can't be messing around with the body. McDonald left for a while. When he came back to the examination room, he noticed that the warts had disappeared. Then he noticed a jar of formaldehyde containing what looked like those venereal warts. And according to legend, the two doctors had a big argument and the pathologist agreed to put the warts back where they came from, apparently using scotch tape to stick them back on Errol Flynn's penis before sending the body back to Los Angeles. There they did another autopsy and pretty much came to the same conclusion about the cause of death, though on that final report, there is no mention of scotch tape anywhere on the body. 
And it all started right here in Vancouver on this day, October 14th, 1959. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. And coming up, the new COVID vaccines are here. And Canada's Supreme Court says no to the Hells Angels. I've got that story along with all the other consumer news of the week when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.